Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, this is Keith Williams with the Skill Stadium Podcast. And today I am very excited because we have a uh, special guest on. As you know, with the Skill Stadium podcast, what we do is we talk with leaders in the skill trades, professionals, educators, career coaches, advocates, and influencers. Today's episode I'm really excited about is going to talk about the opportunities in the construction industry. You're going to get advice on how to be successful and how to stand out in this profession. And there's no better advice you can get than from a successful leader and business owner who's in the profession doing the work today. So my guest today is a serial entrepreneur, the owner of a unique construction company in Toronto. My guest skill sets are carpentry, masonry, and roof work. My guest was exposed to the trades as a child by her father and then her husband. She spent a few years working in advertising before starting her own business. And during her free time, she enjoys yoga, watching Netflix. Please welcome founder of Ethel Fox Construction, Natasha Ferguson. Natasha, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you so much, Keith, for having me. Thank you for the introduction. My pleasure. My pleasure. How are you guys holding up with the weather? I know Toronto, you've had, you've had, a little, you've had some pretty rough weather. Oh my gosh. So Monday was like a full on snowstorm where um, we got, I think, 24 inches of snow. And then, yeah, so we're cold here. It's minus 12 today. It's a, it's insane. But, you know, this is where I was born and raised. And so I'm pretty used to it. But as I get older, I feel like it's going to be time to go someplace that's a lot more warmer so we'll see sure sure well i'm sure business is going to keep you pretty busy up there for a little while so um definitely yeah now are you guys able to get into some of the activities and things because sometimes there's a bit of a lockdown and with the weather are you still able to get out and do activities for your daughter or for yoga and things like uh, the gyms and things open so yeah no we're in a yet another lockdown. Oh, no. Where gyms aren't closed. Yeah. Unfortunately, Canada is very strict right now. And Toronto, specifically Ontario, the provinces of Ontario, you know, we're experiencing major lockdowns. This has not uh, affected the residential construction here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So don't want to do my own more, but business is booming. I know. It is booming. And so... <laughs> Can't complain there, but what we are seeing is a lack of materials, and just with some of the stores being closed or half open, it, it does present some um, difficulties for us, for sure. Now, you, you have a unique business. Tell us about Ethel Fox Construction, because you're a little bit different from some other construction companies. Well, so yeah, so first of all, it's woman-owned and operated. As far as I know, and, and by what I've been told, I'm, I'm the only person in the industry, construction industry, doing what I'm doing. And as a woman and as a black woman, it's, it's pretty unique there. And also another unique thing about my company is that I employ 70% women. So my site managers, a lot of my junior GCs and senior GCs are, are women. And also, you know, POC, 
So that's how different. I mean, I never, I never would have thought that um, I would be the only person doing this. But you know, this has given me an amazing opportunity and platform um, to speak on other issues within this industry here in in Canada. Yeah. So, and I found out about you through an article about how they weren't. They didn't have uniforms for women. Like they didn't make them. You couldn't buy them. So that's how I found out about you and reached out to you. Yeah. So just, you know, went went to one of the big retailers a couple of years ago and I was appalled because I, you know, I asked one of the the sales reps, oh, can you take me to your women's section? Well, you know, after walking around with her for about three to five minutes (laughs) and her realizing like, we don't really have a women's section. She took me over to this little side corner, dusty cubby hole with some stuff just for women. It was like, I don't know, three cubby holes. And I was, I was irritated. And I left there and I called um, their customer service and I was on there badgering them for an hour being like, you know, why isn't this stuff here? And, you know, I know I have people in the industry that would love to see this, you know, that we can buy a pair of pants and not wear, you know, men's clothing. And they weren't that nice to me. And I mean, to be clear, I wasn't, I came on the phone, I was already mad. So they hung up on me and I was like, well, that's it. And I went back home and uh, my mom at the time was still alive and um, was was kind of in her last kind of day. She said, why are you so angry? I said, well, I just, you know, I worked in the corporate communications industry for so many years and I was discriminated on a level on some specific levels there. And now I feel like I'm being discriminated again. And it's not because of my color now. Now it's just for me being a woman. And she said, well, do something about it. Change it. So I went to bed that night and I thought, you know what? My mom was a very wise woman. I got up in the morning and it kind of came into my head. And that's when I started uh, the nonprofit, A Woman's Work. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about that nonprofit and what you do? Yeah, so a Women's Work is a nonprofit organization that supports women in the trades through self-esteem programs and workshops and training. We are currently building, we're, we're beginning to build, we're working with a lot of government agencies and other notable retail brands. So yeah, you're going to have to stay tuned, but super excited about it. I mean, just from all of the media attention that um, I've garnered I've had so many women reach out to me. I've had men reach out to me and tell me, wow, what you're doing is amazing. I have daughters. I have, you know, sisters that are, I've always wanted to get into the industry and and it's inspiring. So our plan over the next year is just to be able to kind of carve this out a bit more, gain our part, gather our partners, gather our partners and, you know, move forward with making sure that all women in Canada can have the opportunity to learn these trades and learn a little bit more about the construction industry, which right now there are probably, you know, in Canada, there are 3% of the job, sorry, women are 3% inside of the construction industry in Canada, which is nothing, which is yeah. nothing. Don't let me even get started on the BIPOC and POC. So we have a lot of work to do and yeah. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, you know, it's yeah. like that in America, it, that, that number 3% is it's not unique to Canada. So right. it, 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 that is, that carries over in other countries. I also think that those nonprofits that you're doing are going to help to change that. I do Absolutely. think that you have to hit up the schools. I, I think part of that solution is you got to start getting into the schools because that's where the seeds are planted. That's where well, you start sure. exposing them. When we talk about the schools, I mean, I specifically here in Canada, if you say to somebody you want to learn drywall, there isn't a specific school that teaches you 
how to drywall and mud and tape. There just isn't. I don't know why. And also, I mean, if I could tell you that you could learn how to hang drywall and mud and tape and do all of that stuff in maybe six months to a year and then be making anywhere from 30 to 45 bucks an hour. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's a lot of money. That an is. Hour. So there's just a lot of um, education education that and teaching that needs to happen within the industry too as well for both men and women so that they understand that the opportunities are there and that, you know, once you grab that opportunity, you get even one trade under your belt, you literally can run your own sort of freelance business where, you know, I could put something on Kijiji or for, I guess for you guys, it's Craigslist or whatever. Yes. And by the time you know it, you're just, you know, plastering holes and you've made like, you know, a thousand dollars for the week. Yeah. It's the quickest path. That's one of the things I love about the skill trades. It's the quickest yeah. path to doing your own business. Someone will always pay you if you can, if you have those skill sets. Oh, absolutely. Always someone always needs their plumbing fixed or their electric fixed. Hi. I mean, roofing is a big one. It's a dying yes. trade. Nobody's in it. And yet you make so much money. My husband, one of his trades is roofing and he does metal roof, asphalt, uh, cedar, slate, torch down, like flat roofs Greater. and stuff. What about solar? Is he is because solar is getting pretty pop popular yeah, so now. Yeah, he installs solar. Everything to do with roofs, he knows what it's about. They I even and have myself, solar shingles. Yeah, and, and solar shingles. He's just right here beside me, telling me there's solar shingles. I never even knew that. So I mean, there's all of this opportunity. And tell me, you know, Keith, do you know a house that does not have a roof on it in the world? <laughs> I've right. never seen a house that does not have a roof in it. I agree. So. I mean, unless it's, unless it's gone through a, a, a catastrophe, like a hurricane. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't walk into people's house and be like, oh my gosh, you don't have a roof. This is yeah. amazing. You know, that doesn't happen. So therefore, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in Canada, the US, in Europe, Africa, wherever it is, people have roofs on their house, which means that you can go anywhere in the world. And this trade is a trade that you can bring with you anywhere. Yeah. Also, roofs need to be repaired too. Hi. I mean, I can tell you when there's a windstorm, my goodness. The yeah. kind I got to have your husband on as a, uh, as a co-guest. I got to, we got to do something to have your husband on as a co-guest. There he is. Say hi. Yeah, uh, I don't want to disturb him because he's driving. I don't want to mess with him because he's driving. <laughs> I just want to say hello. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I understand. So tell me something. I know that you hire people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we try and do with our podcast is give people advice on, yeah. all right, how do we get jobs? What can we do to stand out and get hired? So tell me how you determine somebody who's a good fit. Because you've done a great job if you have 70% women in an industry that only represents 3%. So how do you determine who's a good fit as a potential employee? And share any advice you can give for prospective employees interested in working for you. Sure. So with regards to the women, I mean, there are so few that actually have, you know, the trade under their belt. You know, you might see an electrician, you might see a, a woman plumber, but, you know, all of the other trades, you don't really see that. So every woman that's come on board, I've actually mentored and trained them. They've come with a bit of experience and they've worked with me for a year, two years, and, and they kind of just fall right into it. My assistant, her name is Otisha Joseph. She's been with me for a while. And she knew nothing. She worked at a bakery. I mean, and now I could probably tell you that in terms of her as being a tile setter on a scale of one to 10, 10 being really amazing, she's an eight right now. Oh, um, nice. She hangs drywall. She paints. She does everything. She's multifaceted. So, you know, I guess the women kind of find me, sure. so to speak, in terms of like, like other people besides women, men, women. It's really about testing them out. 
sure, because sure. I mean, I can tell you that the one of the biggest challenges in this industry is staff mm-hmm. and finding staff because where do you go to find your staff? I go on Kijiji, you know, um, referrals, trusted pro, you know, again, referral and, and Kijiji and just testing it out. When I'm talking to my site managers and we have about six or seven projects going, which is what's happening now. And it's always happening with me because I'm very popular in my city. So I have people who are like, I'm like, I'm busy. They're like, we'll wait for you kind of thing because they want to, you know, they want to wait for me because, you know, they've never worked with a woman contractor. So this presents a huge sort of challenge for me when I have six or seven huge renovation projects. What I do is I contact a slew of people and I reach out to a slew of people and I have them come out and quote on the job. And sometimes, you know, it's just my experience and knowing what's good work, like, you know, Daddy. you know, their portfolio, sorry, Foxies. my portfolio, their portfolio, and then just their ways of working and understanding that and, and that initial conversation that I have with them when I first meet them on my job site, that really okay. gives me insight into, uh, into how they're going to be and, you know, just what they're, t- you know, how they're talking to me. So it's that. So I've had, you know, three or four subcontractors or employees come out and and I'll test them on the job for the day and just see how it works. And so that's kind of how I vet. I build my roster. I have a lot of of teams that I work with. Some teams are are better at things than others. You know, some of my employees are good. Like I, you know, I have one guy, I wouldn't put him on to do tiling to save his life. My goodness, it would be a disaster. But can he put down a floor? Oh, absolutely. Great at that. So it's it's just kind of as you go, you're learning as you go, and you're you're learning about people as you go too as well. It's a personality yeah. thing, right? Definitely. I'll tell you something. I have a um, so my platform, Skill Stadium. One of the things we're doing with the platform is we're allowing skill trade professionals to create videos. First of all, a thirty yes. second elevator pitch, which introduces himself, but then a sixty second video showing them actually doing the work. I wonder how that could help you as a business owner if you saw a video of somebody doing the work. Not saying that it solves everything, but no. I just wonder. If, you know, I think if that's an amazing it. idea, Keith. Stop right there. I think that is fabulous. And if there was a if there was a, a platform in which you know a plumber or electrician or a GC could do that or a, a client um could do that, oh my gosh, huge, 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 huge. Yeah, would love that. In fact, you need to tell me when you because I will log on. I will okay. definitely long gone. <laughs> All right. I'll let you know. For we sure. can talk about that offline. But Absolutely. yeah, I just feel like we have a show me economy. Everybody's got a smartphone. And I feel like people have to prove, because, you know, I've hired people to do tech work and everybody says they're great. I've never had somebody yeah. say, no, I can't do it. Everybody tells you they're great until they do it. Until they do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, my yeah. husband would say to me, I would be like, you know what? Uh, when we first started our company, I'm like, this guy said he could do this. And then he's like, Tash. We'll test them out. And then we test them out and they're lazy or they're dragging themselves or, they're and it. or do it, you know, so you're definitely right in that. It's, 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 it's a visual thing and it's, it's really a, you want to see their work ethic. You want to see what they're about. When people first meet me, they know I'm about business. They know yes. I'm about perfectionism just by the way that I'm, I'm talking and my portfolio and the way that I know my work. And I know my way around a site and understand installation processes and stuff. So 
that that's one of the things because everybody has a different way of doing things and maybe the way that I might set tile or the way that you know the type of materials that I might use might be different than somebody else but the idea is that the installation should not create leaks and not create stuff where five years later the client's calling and saying oh my god something happened and it fell apart because the installation wasn't done properly yeah i gotta believe natasha because your skills your your skills and experience because you are a carpenter let's let's make sure i want my audience to understand this natasha is a carpenter she's a mason and she does roof work explain how that has helped you with your and drywall and drywall. Yeah, it helps me because I know people, you know, when I'm hiring anybody and if they're doing piece work for me and I ask them the price and their price, price is outrageous, like I know I know exactly what it costs to do something and how much time it costs to do something. So if I'm paying you and it's taking you 10 days to do a job that should take you two days, then yeah. I'll know that right away. Like if I ask somebody and I say, listen, how long is this going to take you? Tell me what you, you want for this job, for, for this piecework. And they give me a price. I'm like, cool. How long is it going to take you? And it takes them 10 days. I'm going to be like, whoa, that shouldn't take you 10 days. So either yeah. you don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. So I think the idea that I actually have done this work and I understand the guts of the work and how hard this work is like you know i have a lot of people that say to me natasha why are you why are you cleaning up garbage the, the last contractor that was there should have did this and should have did i said first of all number one it's my my site and number two i want to show my employees and the people that i work with nobody works for me they work with me first of all i want to show them that i'm doing this so there's no excuse for them as to why they're not going to do it Sure, so I'm sure. there. I'm there. I'm I'm working. And so this allows me to really understand the job and how hard it is. And it gives me a lot of respect for these people that are coming and looking for work for me. Because I know how hard it is to lay patio stone. It's not a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> it can be really, really hard on your body. I know how much, how, how hard it is to do roofs. Sure. It's one of the hardest trades. We are going home. I just got to stop um, at one ever. more place and look you know at what the, I mean? and we're leaving. So, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. You get in there and you know the work. And so um, you have a lot of respect for, for those people that are working. And you also know the timing and cost around that. And that's how that's helped me. Definitely. And, and sometimes, you know, they might not be expecting that you know that work because people stereotype. They're not expecting they never do because I'm that. a girl, right? I'm a, I'm a woman. So they're yeah. like, what? Yes. Um, so <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the guys will be like, you know, Natasha. But now it's just like people are starting to know who I am now. So they get on the job site. And I remember just a couple of days ago, I was carrying something. And one of the guys said, can I? And he looked at me and he goes, never mind, you don't need help. And I was yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> I can carry it myself. I'm not like a wilted flower who's like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. I, if I told you the things I carried, you'd be like, that's insane. Yeah. And I mean, I'm Yo, 44, turning, on 40, turning 45. You know, so I have put people to shame. Definitely. Uh, these young people who are coming on my site and they're, oh, my God, it's so hard. And they see me. You should see them. They're looking at me and they're like, OK, just she's putting me to shame. Let me get let me get up on the good. Step, here. You have to step their game up. That's but it, I imagine, that's that you, I imagine you take care of your body because you do yoga because you're doing hard work. So yeah, you, I do you're a slew you're doing of different things. Care of your body, your body. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I eat really well. I'm I'm an athlete. I've been an athlete go, since I could remember. I mean, pretty much every sport I excelled at. Daddy. I've been very, very, you know, I'm very cognizant of like 
getting my even though I don't sleep as much because <laughs> I'm like not that person that sleeps as much She's on but, the phone. and so yeah I, I definitely have to take care of myself I definitely have to be top of mind eating my vitamins to keep my mind right and everything else so it's definitely definitely has helped me to, to even stay in shape like you know I've got abs legs are muscular arms are muscular my back is super muscular <laughs> from lifting you have to, you're working hard you're working yeah. hard yeah so now, can you share some resources like so imagine a young woman who's trying to get in is thinking of going into the profession they're in high school what websites or resources would you advise them to go check out before you entering know, this profession you know Ontario Construction is a really good resource. It's an association. They're big in getting women into the trade. But really, Keith, you know, there isn't really anything right now where I could say, go here and you're going to be able to grab. This is why I'm building what I'm building through the organization, because, you know, after at the end of this year, there is going to be a place for uh, women to go and find out all the information they need to know about construction, how to get in there, how to handle themselves on job sites, you know, how to work with tools and, you know, understanding installations. And, and that's what I'm trying to build right now. But if I was going to say something, I would say definitely um, Ontario Construction for sure. And they have some government programs as well for apprenticeship and whatnot in Canada. So, um, you know, if you put in government, um, women in the trades or trades, you'll, 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 see, you'll see that that's, that's available to them. Excellent. One other question. What advice would you give to women to be successful in this industry? It's a male-dominated industry. So, right. you know, you know how to navigate this industry. Like, like when someone was asking you, hey, can I help you? You know how to navigate. But for, for, the, for the young women who are just entering, who don't have your experience, what advice would you give them? I mean, I think confidence is the best, it's, it's, it's top of mind for me when I think, and, and not everybody has the same personality type as, as I do. I mean, I'm like that person, you like beat me down and I'm getting up and you say I can't do something, then you just told the wrong person that they can't do something because I'm there. So I think having an open mind, definitely having an open mind and just believing in yourself. I know it sounds so cliche, but you have to believe that you can do these things you have to believe that you can lift that tile. You have to believe that you can be on the job site and that you're just as good as any other man that's on the job site. And it's true. Like, I mean, other than the fact that men have, you know, this certain body structure that can lift certain things, there are ways in which we can handle our bodies and position our bodies to do just as what they're doing, if not better. And really, construction in the construction world is really about being solution-oriented and organized at the end of the day. So it's like if, if you are going to be afraid to, to go into this industry because you think you can't lift something or, you know, use a, a, a tool, I mean, you know, stop thinking that way because it's the construction industry is nothing. It's not about that. It is really about organization believing in yourself, having that confidence and really that go-getter attitude. So go-getter and that's Fox. <laughs> that's who the company is named after, Fox. Oh, I get it. All right. All right. <laughs> I get the connection. Okay. And, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's really about being a go-getter and really believing in yourself. And to that effect, not everybody's going to have that mindset. So it, 
this is what I would like to teach women is how do you get into that mindset? How do you get into, how do you build your confidence? How do you build yourself? And I think that's the first thing. So, you know, confidence builders are huge and there's lots of exercises that you can do for yourself to build your confidence. So I would say start there. Everything else is just the, if you have the ability to learn and you yeah, want to learn, it. then this, this, you know, getting into construction is going to be easy because you really just need to want to learn. And that's me I, and the drive. Excellent. Well, Natasha, thank you for your time today. Please share how people can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Oh. Sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter you, and Facebook at Ethel Fox Construct. That's E-T-H-E-L-F-O-X-C-O-N-S-T-U-R-C-T. It's actually not Ethel Fox Construction. It's actually Ethel Fox Construct. And you can also go to um, Ethel Fox, www.ethelfoxconstruct.com. Thank you so much, Natasha. I appreciate your time. Thank you so uh, much. You have a wonderful day. I'll say bye to your, your husband. Bye. And bye, you. Fox. <laughs> See you. And there's Fox. We're there's doing Fox. a little family bye, thing going, going from site to site today. So that's why I'm not driving. We're, we're, we're kind of Daddy. trying to do like a three-person fa three family Daddy. thing here today. Daddy. Taking her to the sites. Daddy. I'm impressed with how you pulled it off. As long as you weren't driving, I was sitting there when I saw you. Oh, I said, oh, Lord. I hope she's not oh, driving. my baby in the back, my husband on the left. And I'm doing an interview with Keith over here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.